This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, once again, everybody. I'm Derek Gunn. Welcome to this week three edition of Gun on One. It is powered by the Jacob Sports Media YouTube machine. Well, the Eagles are just one of two teams remaining that are undefeated in the NFL on this young season, and they are going about their business with a flair. To break down that beatdown they put on the Washington Commanders and to look ahead to a homecoming as Doug Peterson returns to Lincoln Financial Field. I'm bringing in somebody who knows football inside and out, upside and down. He is the one and only NFL insider, Adam Kaplan. Don't go anywhere. The latest edition of Gun on One is about to drop right now. This is Sal Palantonio from ESPN. I'm Brandon Graham. Lane Johnson here. This is the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff. This is Donovan McNabb. This is Chris Long. This is Mark Sumoff, the TV voice of the 76ers on NBC Sports Philadelphia. This is Eagles Hall of Fame quarterback Ron Jaworski. Hello, I'm Jay Wright, head coach of Villanova Basketball. Hey, I'm Brian Westbrook, and you're listening to the Gun On One podcast. And what's happening? This is your blessed boy, Brian Dawkins, Hall of Famer, and you're locked in to Gun On One. We're locked in to the Gun On One. Gun On One. Gun On One. You are locked on to Gun On One. I've been on the air for 25 years, but I could not wait to be on Gun On One with my man, Derek Gump. ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi telling you to stay locked on to Gun On One. It is a number one seed. We are back with the week three edition of Gun on One. You know, we knew the Eagles had the potential to be pretty good, but I think we could all sit here and say they have presented us with a wow factor in terms of how they've gone about their business. Just one of two undefeated teams remaining in the National Football League. So to break down the Eagles this week, I brought in somebody who knows football inside and out. Somebody I've considered a friend more so than a colleague for a long time. He is not just Adam Kaplan, NFL insider. You can also follow Adam on uh, at Kaplan NFL on Twitter. He is also on Sirius XM Radio. Been there for 19 years. And he is a partner of Inside the Birds with our colleague and friend Jeff Mosher. That man right there knows football and then some. What's up, my brother? How you doing? Good to see you, my friend. Yeah, it's uh, this season has been fun because there's so much – 
parity or this NFL calls competitive balance, which is what the league wants. And as you said, to start this, only two teams undefeated. Uh, I certainly would not have picked the Dolphins to be, I, although I, I told people that the Eagles should be lucky when, when Jeff Mosher and I were breaking down uh, our picks for the season yep. and the Eagles schedule, I said, be, ca- be careful. If the Eagles have a good schedule, very, in fact, one of the best, be glad that they're not playing the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are better than I ac- actually anticipated because yeah. their offense is so dynamic. But yeah, the Eagles, D-Gun, they've got a pretty good offense too, and it's uh, certainly been fun to watch. You know, Cap, I love to look at the various outlets that like to do the power rankings week in and week out. All of a sudden, the Eagles are at the top of the pecking order now on the power rankings. Do you agree that right now they're the best team in the NFL? Well, the best team in the NFC, I, okay. you know, if you want to say that, I don't have a problem with it. So it's funny you mentioned that. So we, we have power rankings up. We put them up on Tuesday. See, I do them a little differently. I project, okay, what does the team look like now? What are they going to look like at the end of the season? So I have the Bucks one, and I have the Eagles two. The Eagles schedule is the best in the National Football League. I, I graded yeah. it third best to start the season. It's actually better than I thought. Yep. They're just they've got a break, but we're not going to really know about this team till until they play the Cowboys twice, mm-hmm. and they play the Packers. Mm-hmm. That's when you're really going to know. But what else could you say about this team so far? Three and zero. They've been dominant. No question about it. And, of course, you have to start with that young quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Now, you know how Philadelphia fans get. You know, they get overzealous at times, and, and then all of a sudden when the bottom falls out, they, they, they want to jump off the Walt Whitman Bridge. But they're already talking about Jalen Hurts and tying the word franchise to him. <laughs> are you ready to, to utter the word franchise, or are you like me? You still have a little bit of wait and see with him before you want to put that word next to his name. Yeah, look, I, I know some people already saying it. It's ridiculous. Guys played, he's played three elite games. I would say last year was certainly up and down. You got to be careful because last year when he got off to a rough start, the, the head coach made a decision and a smart one mm-hmm. to not have him throw enough, uh, throw a lot, well, well below the league average per game, twenty four point nine attempts per game after week six, bottom five in pass attempts per game. That, that tells you that they didn't want him throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Now you look at it now, and they're giving him the football to throw. They're letting him throw. The fact they're asking him to throw a lot, this past game, the most in one half of any of the games that he started as an Eagle going back to 2020, and you're seeing the maturation. But you and I know we've covered this league now for well over two decades. Oh, yeah. You, you can't just say he's your starter for the future after three games. You built, try to build on last year. Yes, they still made the playoffs with him, but now he's leading the charge, and he's he's got everything you want, high character, leadership, arms better than you think. Pl- plenty of arm. It, it may not be an elite arm in terms of arm strength, but it's plenty. Mm-hmm. And as you know, being around the team, the, the players adore him. Uh, the owner was involved in the drafting of him. And it all it's all works. Look, at and the head coach and the O coordinator have been terrific co- managing him along with the quarterback mm-hmm. coach. So let's just wait on this. But in terms of character, intangibles, the family life, you know, the dad was a coach, brought up really well. It all looks good, but you have to let you have to play out the season first. Is there any flaw in his game that you can see right now? Well, Derek, the big one last year, and the reason why look, he struggled at times was, and the people who have really studied the tape know this. This is not a secret to them. It's been obvious. He would he would bail from the pocket too much. He wouldn't let the play uh, go. He would, he'd break the pocket too much. It's not that I'm comparing him to Steve Young. Let me be careful here. Right. But Steve Young had the same issue. Steve Young said, until he trusted Bill Walsh's West Coast, West Coast offense, he was going to be a runner. That's all he knew how to do. Yeah. With Tampa Bay, he ran for his life. They had a battle line. So 
Steve said once he trusted the system and trusted his coaches, his career took off. I'm not again, I'm not saying he's gonna be Steve Young. Let's yeah. be Steve Young's Hall of Famer, but running quarterbacks tend to keep running. But at some point, like you you know, you were here with Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Uh, Donovan stopped running a lot after his first couple of years. His first year was ridiculous. Like he just he didn't let the progressions go. Hertz is he's he's developing as a it's an RPO type offense, but he's gone through two progressions every once in a while three. But he's he's generally now he's gone from one last year now to two, and he's he's really developing as a passer. And boy, he throws a nice ball. Mm -hmm. uh, you saw last this last game against Washington. So how many shot plays did they take? It was just it was so much fun to watch this offense because my my sense is, Derek, that Sirianni and and Steichen and Kevin Petullo in particular, because that's his right hand man, the run in the offense that they wanted to run when they got here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no question about it. Um, I think as we've watched the accelerated maturation of of Jalen Hurts, as we sit here right now, I think he's checked all the boxes. Uh, in terms of better accuracy, he's, he's completing passes at a 67% clip, seven total touchdowns, going through progressions. Now, that first game, he had to run for his life against Detroit because Aaron Glenn simply brought brought the house on him every chance he got. But I, I love the way he picked apart Minnesota the next week, and I loved how he picked apart the Washington Commanders. If you could define one thing that really jumps out at you about his accelerated maturation, what is it? The one thing, what it, oh, I, this is, this one is really important. Okay. His willingness to be coached. There you go. You, you yep. cannot make the, now I understand some people will point to the tape and say, listen, he was not under pressure the last two games. That's a fact. But last year, Derek, when he, when he was protected, well, he didn't always throw it. In fact, he bailed. Yeah. He didn't believe, he, he didn't trust what he was seeing. Now he trusts his eyes. But his willingness to be coached hard, I don't think people understand. If you're not willing to be coached hard, you're never going to make it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not saying he's ever going to be elite, but if he's going to be this, you, you asked the question about the franchise quarterback. Yep. You've been to practice. You know Nick Shiani is a yeller. He will get in your face. He's going to do it. And and I love when Hertz said he wants to be coached hard. I mean, mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> it, it's it's funny the way you asked it. I'm, I could have said 10 things. Yep. That Covering this business and knowing so many quarterback coaches and OCs over the years, and it's so important – if you want, if you want to be coached, the coach is going to get in your face. If you don't like it, you'll never make it. Mm. Well said. Entering week number three, there were six undefeated teams still left in the league. Now we're down to two. The Eagles are one of them. What's your general overall assessment of what you've seen from this team so far on both sides of the ball? Well, the big I'm not surprised on the offense because we had we had said on inside the birds they're gonna be a passing team there's no long they will no longer be a running team it's just yep. sometimes if a run defense is so bad yeah you you may stay with it but they want to be a, a passing team so that's not surprising what surprised me the last two weeks after week one uh though there was some good there, there was some good stuff uh, from Jonathan Gannon, the D coordinator against Detroit in the first half he was too passive in the second half they're very lucky uh, that they had such a big lead now I love the way he called the game he, he brought the house in the second game it wasn't the percentage, it's how he did it. You have mm -hmm. to get past numbers and get give context. Too many people in our business throw out numbers, they have no idea what they mean or they don't understand how coaches look at it. It's how he did it. It's zone blitzes. It's using TJ Edwards, as, of all people, as a blitzer who's actually been great, just as an overall linebacker. And how he used them this past game, they didn't blitz a lot, 
uh, mostly five man pressure, mm-hmm. had one seven man pressure that I'm aware of, but the coverage on the back end w- was terrific. So I would say, look, the, the maturation of Jonathan Gannon to me has been really the story of this football team. Because as you know, being in this market, the fans wanted him fired. They wanted him oh, fired no off the plane in Detroit. I'm glad you brought up coordinator because um, last year, I think a lot of us were shocked that, that Gannon was getting a lot of so-called head coaching interviews. When we look at this offense in particular through the first three games, and Nick Sirianni told us back in the summer that Shane Steichen will be calling the plays. And look at the three types of games he called up to this point. Would you would you agree that if he continues on this trend, he's going to get his share of head coaching interviews after this season? Yeah, well, first of all, Gannon was a runner-up for the Texans job. So mm-hmm. now, now I agree with your point. I, I'm like, kind of like you, like, I don't, do people really know that he was passive last year? Now I understand it was a personal issue. We actually addressed this on Inside the Birds this week. Okay. Um, actually, what, what we've seen and what we've been told, what the defense looks like, but, and how aggressive he's been compared to last year. But the fact of the matter is, you know this, because covering Andy Reid in, you know, in the early years when you when you came to Philly mm-hmm. in the 90s, if as you saw the coaches being picked off, Ron Rivera picked off as a head yep. coach, Steve Spagnuolo, Picked off as head coach. Sean McDermott, obviously later, part of the Andy tree. That was a little bit weird the way it went down. But John Harbaugh, obviously, was still an amazing coach. One of the best in the league for years. It it just happens. You're 100% right. If you're on a marquee team, we're not criticizing Gannon. I'm just saying, whether you think the guy is a good coach or or a bad coach is irrelevant, it's the way the league sees him. And coming into last year, he was the one name you heard off the staff was probably going to be a head coach Mm -hmm. someday, and he will. And if he keeps this up, it'll, it'll be sooner. It'll be in 23 for sure. You know, when you look at this wide receiving core, you look at Devontae Smith, at not just athletic, but acrobatic, as we saw uh, against Washington. You have uh, A.J. Brown, who's who we like to refer to as a grown man. man. You know, you cannot cover him one-on-one. And then you have the gazelle in Quez Watkins. When was the last time the Eagles had a collection of receivers like this? Funny story. So Mosher and I... We, we like to reminisce about, you know, former rosters and stuff. Yeah. So if you looked at the the receiver room two years ago, and we, we lamented it. It, it. it was so – like Rager, who – 2020, at least that's when he actually showed some promise, and 21 mm-hmm. was a disaster. 22, mm-hmm. they traded him. But John Hight- Hightower no longer on the team. Quez was immature then. Uh, Travis Fulgham was very immature. Very, extremely talented, by the way. Very talented, but needed to grow up. Mm-hmm. They just had a bad room, and D-Jax uh, was there. You know, he got hurt. So it was a bad room, and then you look at 22, Howie Roseman, the GMs, completely transformed the room. And by the way, I'm sure it was not lost on him that they had to get stronger and more mature, yeah. and he's done that. He's he's transferred this roster. Jeff and I have had our criticisms of the general manager last mm-hmm. couple of years, but when, it, when, when we deserve praise, we give him praise. And A.J. Brown's a particular player I'm very familiar with. Uh, I've been to the Titans camp twice. He's an unbelievable guy, unbelievably competitive. If he stays healthy for the next three years, he'll be one of the best receivers in Eagles history. He's a special football player. Uh, I, I, I wish you were there. I don't, I don't, I didn't see, I don't think you were there at the, the two Cleveland practices in Berea. No, no, no. It was unbelievable the show he put on. Un- I wish the fans could have seen the uh, the practice tape. I'm laughing because I'm like, please be. I, I just want to. I want to. I know I'm going to be right on this guy. I was like, I just hope people could see what I see. Yeah. See the and, and the thing that surprised me is the chemistry that her. I know Hurts and Brown are best friends off the field, but that doesn't really mean anything in terms of football. 
Mm-hmm. But it does when you trust each other to go get the football. And the trust that Hurts and Brown have has been pretty remarkable this fast. Cap, when you look at the way the quarterback's playing, the array of offensive weapons he has, uh, the quarterback has to throw to one of the top two or three offensive lines in the National Football League, a good trio of running backs. Two questions in one. Can this offense be stopped? And if so, what type of defensive scheme can stop it? One where you have a tremendous front seven, like Dallas and Dan, Dan Quinn's scheme. Yeah. He no longer runs the cover three. Actually, he's junked it. He's more man than anything else. He moves. You know, people. Than- you know, people didn't want to hear you say Dallas. I know, but Michael Parsons <laughs> might be the best defensive player in the NFL other than Aaron Donald. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Uh, he's great. The scheme is really good. Now, do they have beatable corners? Yes, but you have to be able to protect. If you can protect, you could. You can get Trayvon Diggs. Like he'll give up a lot. He'll make plays, but he'll give up a, a lot of plays. Uh, Jaron curses their tight end cover guy, six foot four safety. He, he's out for a bit. Uh, but I'll tell you what, their defense could give them problems. Now, Green Bay's got an excellent defense. Yes. The deepest defense in the National Football League. They're so good. Uh, Joe Barry does a good job. And Russell Douglas, of all people, <laughs> one of the stories I'll never understand because he was awful here, but he great story of development. As he's now he, he was a starter last year. He's more of a nickel now, but he's really good. So those teams, and you know, if you go through the schedule, I don't know why people are worried about Arizona. I mean, look, anyone could beat anybody on a given week. They play bad football particularly in offense. Their defense did a decent job last week. I wouldn't be worried about them, Eagle fans. I'd be worried about Dallas twice and Green Bay. Those are the teams to answer your question I'd be concerned about. All right, let, let's talk about the former franchise quarterback that was here, a guy oh. we got to see on Sunday on Carson Wentz. And you know what, Cap? I came away saying his game continues to erode. I thought I was going to see a different Carson Wentz. He still holds the ball too long. He He's indecisive. Um, and his sidewinder throwing motion for a guy to 6'5 drives me nuts. Um, how would you categorize what the Carson Wentz we we had to watch on Sunday? See, he, with Wentz, it's never been about arm talent. He's right, unbelievably talented. Like he, you got to if you talk to NFL people, they'll tell you that. But here's the problem: we've been outlining now for four years with Wentz on Inside the Birds exclusively. His footwork—it's okay. called an overstride. Yeah. If you're, if you're watching us here, I assume you're watching people, on, me on YouTube, Indie Gun. See my hands? This is See my hands as I lean back? This is how far he, he spreads his feet. That causes the ball to sail, and he has no control over it. He's been coached to get this out of his game. You, you cannot win by arm strength alone or, or aggressiveness and, and talent. He just he hurts himself by not making these corrections. It, it's kind of what you're – and it's also what you're saying. Yeah. And it, it causes the inaccuracy. Easy throws sail on him. He has no yeah. control over it. it. This is embarrassing. This guy's been in the league seven years. Again, it, it's not even about talent anymore. It's about can you do the job? I think that's what we're all looking at here with this guy. And it, it, he's just going to keep floating from team to team if this doesn't stop. Now, I'll say this. The one thing I would have liked to have seen, yeah, and Scott Turner's done a phenomenal job with Washington, to be clear here, but I would have liked Scott to, to, to see him shorten up once his drops, too many seven steps. His line was terrible on Sunday. They, yeah. he's got, they've got a bottom five to bottom seven line to begin with. When you're, this, is what, um, this is what coaches have taught me over the, year, over the years. When your quarterback is struggling on deeper drops, get it out of his hands quickly, get him comfortable, get him accurate as much as you can. And they didn't do that, and the ball sailed on him. And it was, as you said, holding up, hold on to the ball too long. And then here's your other thing: check the ball down. He, ref- Thank he would you. scream. 
I, I remember our first set, like uh, Mosher's got his, Jeff has had his issues with whatever's going on with the Eagles, and I would have my one pet peeve. I would yell, check the bleeping ball down, man. It's there for you. Now, previous to this game, he was. And uh, my friend Greg Cosell, who does our postgame show on Inside the Birds, said, hey, by the way, man, just let you know, Wentz is actually checking the ball down the first couple games. I'm like, okay. Well, he didn't do it in the third game. It was embarrassing. So it's my soapbox. I'm, I'm so in a study the quarterback position. And it's, it, it's it, it, you can make it so much easier on yourself if you play the right way, and he's not right now. Do you think Wentz is at a point where if it continues to spiral downward the way it has, we're looking at the last of Carson Wentz being considered a full-time starter in the National Football League, and he can end up being a journeyman, uh, yeah. going wherever somebody might need a quick fix? Sure. I mean, he, yeah, look, he yeah. could be a Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, see the thing. There you go. Yeah. If he just take responsibility, this is what the Colts had a problem with. The best quarterbacks in the world, the, the reason why Tom Brady in particular is the best to ever play, it's never anyone else's fault. It's my fault. Even if the center snapped it over 20 yards over his head, yeah. he would find some reason to blame himself. And, you know, the Colts had a lot of problems with him. His leadership, obviously, it, he wasn't available leading up to the Jacksonville game where he struggled. What what the shame of it is, he for the most part last season he played pretty well. Uh, up and down the first two games, did bring the game uh, the team back against uh, Detroit where he had a mm -hmm. bad half, mm -hmm. and they were they had the ball uh, they were able to tie it. They would have got a two point conversion with a touchdown, but they didn't they didn't convert. But the fact of the matter is, this last game, everything we saw in twenty twenty seemed to mani manifest itself in this game. It's like it it was like. You couldn't have gotten that tape and put up the 22 and tell the difference. From this this past game and in, in 2020 where he got benched, he was so lost in 2020. I don't saying he's lost, but we're getting to the crisis point with him. I know it's only three games. Yep. But when you play this badly, yes, the offensive line was bad. Yes, they needed to help him overall with, with the game plan. But at some point, the quarterback's got to take responsibility, mm -hmm. say it's my fault this will never happen again, and do it. And he hasn't done it yet. I couldn't agree with you more. So we go from the former franchise quarterback to the former head coach who gave this city their only Super Bowl Lombardi trophy. And when I look at this Jacksonville Jaguars team, as Doug Peterson will make his return to Lincoln Financial Field this coming Sunday, I thought it would be another year cap before Jacksonville would be considered a player in the AFC. But my goodness, with the draft they've had this year, with the acceleration of Trevor Lawrence, they're coming off two impressive wins. They shut out the Colts, who, by the way, held Kansas City to 17 points. And then they put a thumping on the Chargers. Yes, Justin Herbert was hurting. But I always say, if you're well enough to get on the football field, you're well enough to play. They held those two teams to a grand total of 10 points. Are you surprised at how quickly Doug has turned this thing around down there? I mean, I think it's 62 to 10 over the last two weeks. I mean, it's unbelievable. Jeez. Yeah. I, you know what? It's funny. I was at their camp for one day or two days. I can't remember. One or two days in, in, in August. And I'm like, wow, they're really young. They're athletic. But they're so young. And this is a new staff running two different, completely different schemes. It's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. Yes. To answer your question, I this is the team I'm, I'm clearly going to get wrong. Because first of all, division's the worst in the NFL. It's terrible. Yes. We can't call the NFC least the NFL the NFC least anymore. It's not. Dallas is good. The Eagles are good, really good. Uh, Washington is at least competitive. Giants are actually competitive, but they got their own problems. But the the AFC South is so bad that right now, I mean, this is crazy for me to say this, but it's what I think based on what I've seen and what I've been told. 
they're the best team right now in the AFC South. And yeah, great way to set it up. They, they're well ahead of schedule. The thing, folks, you're going to see when you watch this game Sunday, I'm not saying the Eagles won't win, but they're super athletic. Now, they're very young. They're very young. They don't have Dallas experience or Green Bay's on defense, but they're super long and athletic. they got a lot of talent on all three levels in defense. This is a fascinating matchup. I'm glad you brought this up. Hey, um, Trevor Lawrence getting out from under Urban Meyer is like getting the biggest Christmas gift you could possibly get on Christmas morning. We all were, we knew he had elite talent capability, but in just a year's time, what I'm seeing him do under Doug Peterson's leadership, Mike McCoy, Press Taylor, now he's starting to play like a legit NFL quarterback. What have you seen in terms of him turning his game around from last year to this year? Yeah, my understanding is he's getting rid of the ball faster, which means he's yep. processing yep. faster. He's not thinking this much. He's not bailing this much. Now his mechanics. I saw this at training camp. He okay. had he has he has an issue where he backpedals a little bit and then he throws off his back foot to get to get juice on the ball. It's not a good way to do it. That that bothers me. Uh, he's got a little bit of issue with his footwork. If you pressure him, he can bail. He's he's last year he didn't play well, but again. It was never in my experience. He was not coached well, particularly well. It was a disaster. He's coached better now. Uh, I like what I've seen. Uh, they, they, boy, they have a really good pass target group, and Christian Kirk is playing out of his mind. And I saw this Ooh. in training camp. By the way, they're moving him everywhere. Yeah, He's a guy that um, Avanti Maddox is probably going to have to cover. Eagles play a lot of zones, so he'll be in his zone. Uh, they're going to have to be on their P's and Q's in this matchup. Uh, Zay Jones has revived his career after a tough experience as a second-round pick for Buffalo. He did well for the Raiders. He's Takes game another level. Uh, they have a decent running game with James Robinson, who's done a good job coming from his Achilles. ETN's more of a chess piece at running back. Their line is their must line line has played very well this season. I'll tell you what, they're they're an interesting test. Do I Dallas and, and Green Bay? They're better, but yeah. this is uh, this is a game I put in that group. That's another team that will be a test. How much does offensive coordinator Press Taylor and the quarterback coach Mike McCoy? How much credit do they get for helping uh, turn Trevor Lawrence around? Well, I'd say Doug Peterson too. It's his scheme. They're yes. running. They're yes. running the same scheme they ran in Philly in sixteen and seventeen when they were eleven personnel team, three receivers and, and one tight end. They changed when Goddard was drafted. They had to to account for Ertz and Goddard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, but, and by the way, when you see their tight ends, they're flex tight ends, uh, especially um, the tight end who came from um, Evan Ingram. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Evan Ingram, yeah. who came from the Giants, and and, yep. and uh, the kid who came from from the Panthers. Uh, they're both flex tight ends, but Ingram is number 17. He's a flex tight end, super athletic. He's done very well so far. Not the biggest guy in the world. He's really a receiver playing tight end. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, look, it's a, it's a challenge for the Eagles. So they're going to spread them out. Uh, but the Eagles are clearly a better team, but it could be a fun matchup on Sunday. You were talking about the Jaguars' offensive line, especially that right side. You have Brandon Scherf, they got from Washington playing guard, and Jawan Taylor there. I think those two are solid on that right side for Jacksonville. Sheriff's a stud. He's, his, yeah. his, his injury history has been the problem why Washington couldn't keep paying him. Jawan Taylor's been inconsistent Okay. Uh, over his career. Ken Robinson's a solid left tackle. The kid Fortner is a young player at center, replaces Brandon Linder, retired. They've reformed this offensive line. I, they've done very well, i got to tell you. It's been – it's kind of – again, it's uh, – we'll see if they win a division. They should. Tennessee had a had a great win, their first one of the season, but they're so beat up physically. Here's by the way, and I, I don't want to jinx the Jaguars, but I have to say it: the Jaguars, by NFL metrics, are the healthiest team in the National Football League. Oh wow, no kidding! Huh. Wow, when you look at this Jaguars defense, you talk about the youth on this defense, but this is a defense that's only given up 55 yards a game rushing, 
Um, you look at who the leader is on that defense. They're allowing 12.7 points a game. That first-round pick they picked up in Devin Lloyd, I, I jokingly said it, but I'm starting to believe it. He's the Michael Parsons in the AFC right now. This kid is all over the place. He is. He's not the pass rusher the Parsons is, but he's a tackling machine. He's got good yeah. size. In fact, Trent Balky, the GM, this is a typical Trent Balky team. Okay. He's big on height, weight, speed. He's a big measurables guy. Uh, now he He's the guy who put it together the Super Bowl team in 2012, early in his career as a GM, and unfortunately didn't work out with him uh, for various reasons with, with the Niners. But if you look at Josh Allen, who he inherited, Dave Caldwell drafted him, who's now with the Eagles, Ulakuna is a really talented linebacker from Yale. Not a lot of people know about him. Arden Key is very gifted. He'll, pl he'll play stand-up outside linebacker. He'll play with his hand down. He may play inside when they go to 40 front. They're a 34, they're a 34 front. Yeah. Uh, by Mike Caldwell, former Eagles player and also co assistant coach. You might remember Mike. Yeah. Uh, who's a Todd uh, Ball's disciple. You know they're going to blitz a lot. Yeah. But very strong on the, on the back end. All of a sudden, yeah, it's crazy. They have so many new uh, – uh, oh, uh, Fadokasi is a great run defender, yeah. number 94. Josh Allen, who I mentioned, is a great pass rusher. Trevon Walker's got off to that good start. He had a great interception against Washington out of the, out of the blue. No, you're right, man. This is a very talented defense. It's I'm so interested to see how the Eagles try to attack this defense. This is the best defense out of the four games that they're going to face. I, I just I'm fascinated to see how they're going to do this one. I'm glad you brought up the name Mike Caldwell because I was going to bring it up next. When he was here as a player, very quiet guy, very mm -hmm. likable, didn't say a whole lot, knew his role on this team. I never thought he would emerge as, as one of the better defensive coordinators in the National Football League. And so he has. Anytime you mention his name, people just, just throw accolades his way because of how he has ascended up the ranks. Yeah, very really nice guy. I remember with the, with the Browns as a player. Yeah, and he's a Todd disciple. So, yeah, this is the way the league is. Their disciples get jobs. It's just the guys who are really good at their job, like balls, get their their spawn, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get jobs. Look, that's the way it is. You and I know this. But, yeah, look, they, they're very they're, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. They've got tremendous athleticism and length. This is the way that, that Bulky put together the team for Doug. Doug's got a lot more – Doug's got a lot of control here, by the way, with the roster. He got who he wanted in free agency. Christian Kirk's a stud. Uh, right now at wide receiver. Uh, I, I'm so looking forward to this this matchup on Sunday. And Chad Muma can't even get on the field as a third round. A lot of people like a linebacker. Jeez. It's good, man. No, this is – and they're deep at corner. Cisco, the, the safety, had a ton of interceptions at Syracuse. So I, I can't wait for this matchup. This one, we'll see. You know, one more thing. I know people bring up the letdown against Washington, which I, I knew would not happen. I And I get it's Doug Peterson. Some of these players weren't around here. But this is an a this is a non conference game. This is a game where I know I know it's home. I do wonder how how much juice the Eagles will have for this game and how much they'll be up for it. We'll see. Okay, you know this Eagles secondary they they had Justin Jefferson under wraps. Um, Terry McLaurin was a non factor. All right, so now you look at this kid Christian Kirk, and as you just alluded to, he's all over the field making great plays. He's number eight, uh, I believe, in the league in, in reception yards right now. How do you defend against him? Well, the Eagles are mostly a zone team, so it's you know the guys in there. Whenever he comes into the zone, they have to be they have to play tighter coverage. They they were super tight against Washington. That's how they shut him down. He's just Doug. He's what we call a Z receiver, which means he's their move guy. Yeah, yeah. Marvin Jones more or less stays on one side, I believe. But the fact of the matter is, Kirk, who's had a lot of injury issues, he's 
he's a little smaller. He's, under, he's about 5'10 and a half. Yep. He's always been fast, but he just gets hurt a lot. He's making uh, $18 million a year, and people could not believe it. You know, the Eagles were in on this one or very early, but they got out very early once they knew what he – I don't. in fact, they didn't make an offer. They just wanted to see what he wanted and see if they could be in it. They were never really in it because the agent told every team, I got a big deal coming, and a lot of teams dropped off. But I'll tell you what, this kid's fun. They line him up all over the place. He's fast. He's explosive. Marvin Jones is is there. He's 6'2". Good possession receiver, runs after the catch, who's been in the league a long time, formerly of Detroit and Cincy. Uh, boy, Jamal Agnew, before he got – he had a bad injury last year. He was, like, mm-hmm. one of the big playmakers last year. As a, He was a punt and kickoff return and a cornerback in his career. They moved the, the Detroit moved to receivers last year there. Yeah. He's a playmaker. This is – I'm telling you, as you and I go through this roster, this is, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Hey, Cap, as always, man, I love your perspectives. That's why I asked you to be on Gun on One. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got like 85,000 jobs, uh-huh. but I appreciate you giving Gun on One a half hour, man. And, of course, uh, hopefully I can hit you up again down the road sometime as the sure. season continues to unfold. Actually, absolutely, my friend. And, and check us out on Inside the Birds, all of our platforms. And yes, with Yvonne and Cosell, now you used to work for us. We loved yeah. having you for uh, Grilling Burns with Trey. And Trey's on yeah. our post-game show. Yvonne. And quit Michael and Q and A. No, it's it's great. I'm glad you're doing well, man. I uh, I love what you're doing, man. And keep it up. Appreciate it, brother. And of course, if you don't know now, you know. Follow Adam Kaplan on at Kaplan NFL on Twitter. You can also find him on uh, Sirius XM Radio. He's been there for 19 years and yeah. counting. And of course, uh, as we mentioned, he's a co-owner of Inside the Birds with our colleague and friend, uh, Jeff Mosher. All right, that's going to wrap up this latest edition of the Gun on One. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. It is powered by the Jacob Sports Media YouTube machine. For my man, Adam Kaplan, I'm Derek Gunn. Stay blessed out there, everybody. More importantly, be a blessing to each and every person you encounter. Until next week, so long. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.